0: I said, I said, "We had such a tremendous time this morning and it was it was not uh, just didn't, didn't hardly want to let go and stop. God was just his presence was so good, and uh, there was just wanted to soak it and stay in it." I, I was uh, this afternoon, then we went and ate and uh, had a good conversation with my kids. Sister April went with us and we just fellowshipped. And, and uh, I don't know, I'm just feeling good. I'm just feeling good. I, I guess that's all right, isn't it? Amen. Amen. I guess that's all right. Now, there are. uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna preach tonight. What sounds like an Easter message? Because He lives. That's the title of my message tonight. Because He lives. Uh, and I know that that uh, we think that stuff like that is stuff you talk about on Easter Sunday, and Easter Sunday only but I'm going to tell you that that uh, it affects every day of our lives and we are just we're just blessed to have a living Savior blessed to have a living Savior so I'm taking a little bit longer here to see if I might get this going My new phone and I'm having to get it set up everybody say all right This chapter 15. If you want to turn in your Bibles, there with me. Um, and we should have that up on the screen as well. Begin reading in about verse three. Hey, I think it's going to work. How about that? I get stuck. I got something to look at now. Amen. Beginning in verse three, we're going to read hear a few verses. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And that he was seen of Cephas then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once of whom the greater part remain unto this present. But some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, and then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they are. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believed. This is what we preach, this is what you believe, and it's by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, because he lives. Amen. Lord, I thank you tonight for your word. I pray you'd help me to get across quickly Uh, what what it is that you you would have us to hear tonight, Lord, and may the word uh, strengthen us and be a a, a power, Lord, a strength in our lives. We give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated tonight. The Lord had done a mighty work, a very good work in... Uh, the life of Saul of Tarsus, now Paul, the apostle, who is writing this letter to the church that he established at Corinth. And he says to them, I'm passing on what I have received. I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received. That's the faith that was passed down to me. That's the truth that's proclaimed in the text. But if you can't see this, look at me, he said. I'm a living text. I'm a living testimony. It's not really me, but Christ that lives in me. Paul always remembered his testimony I was doing a quick search to find uh, you know what exactly he said there on the Damascus road and it came up in several locations because Paul kept retelling what had happened there on that day no matter how far you get in God, no matter how far you may go in the church, never forget your testimony. Amen. Always remember your testimony. Paul says, "This Jesus whom I persecuted, uh, He, this great light, shined from heaven, and I was knocked off of my my mount, and I." was laying there on the side of the road, or maybe the middle of the road, I don't know. And he he said, Who art thou, Lord? Acts chapter 9. And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Mm -hmm. Trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the city and it shall be told thee what thou must do. So it's hard for you to kick against the prince. It's hard for you to resist what God is doing. That makes me feel good because I know there's some resistance out there to what God is doing. But Paul, who happened to be on the other side at one time, found out that it's hard to kick against the pricks. Amen? Saul, your arms are too short to box with God. You don't have it. And so in one fell swoop, this brother is convicted, converted, and called. Boom, just like that taken off that Damascus road and put on the road that is called straight. Amen. And in a short time, God did in his life what only a living God can do. In just one fell swoop, he went from being a persecutor to being a preacher. He went from being a murderous butcher. I mean, they was... They were stoning people to death to being an awesome brother in the Lord. He went from being an adversary to being a missionary. Just like that. And he'd spend the rest of his life telling people about the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. He would always be quick to testify after that as long as he lived. The Lord knocked him down so the Lord could pick him back up. The Lord shook him in order that he could save him. The Lord rocked him in order that he could redeem him. What I'm trying to tell you tonight is our God knows how to do an awesome and a mighty work. Yes, Amen. The Lord messed him up so that he could melt him and mold him and shape him into the image of Christ. And he could become one of the most awesome missionaries in the world has ever encountered. Our living Savior is the only one that I know of that can ambush you Mm -hmm. and take everything you have and you'd spend the rest of your life thanking Him for it. Amen. What kind of God is that? Amen. Is there anybody here that you had some stuff that the Lord had to take in order to make you what he wanted you to be? Yes, yes. Right? Come on now. And, and, and so Paul says to these brethren, this isn't made up. This isn't cunningly devised fables. We didn't just, you know, come up with a, a story to tell you. He says he was seen after he resurrected by Cephas, that's Peter. Then by the twelve. After that he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present. They're not dead. Some of them have died, he said, but, but most of them are still alive. After that he was seen by James. Then by all the apostles. He said, this ain't something that was done in the corner. This, he, he didn't go slipping around, hiding out and stuff. I mean, 500 people saw him at one time. He even had a fish fry with some of the disciples down by the lake. I mean, that's, that's a good God right there. Amen. That's a good Savior right there. Hey, Amen. He showed up to all these fellows. But the apostle says, but I want you to know he didn't just show up to them, but he showed up to me also. Aren't you glad he showed up for you? Amen. Hey, I, 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 I don't know about you, but I've got one of them also testimonies. My grandma used to tell me about him. My mom and my daddy told me about him. My Sunday school teacher told me about him. The evangelist come by Brother March and preached about him. Amen. <laughs> but he showed up to me. Yes. Amen. Lord. Paul said, I'm the least of the apostles. I'm not worried to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. He said, my stuff wasn't good enough. And, and you would read about him. I mean, he had a litany of things. He was a man of accomplishment. He was a man to be admired. He was a man that had gone somewhere in life. Amen. But he said, I count all of that but rubbish. Count all of that but done. Amen. Uh, for, for the sake of the, this call that's on my life and what God has done, what I found in the Lord. He said, my stuff wasn't good enough. It's not about my goodness. It's not because of my goodness. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Hallelujah. In other words, he said, because he lives, everything is different. Because he lives, life is different because he lives even the grave is different everything is different because he went there before me amen he's already been there and by going into a a a, a dead place by going into a tomb he changed that tomb into a womb by going into that dead place he can change the darkness into life and he can change your dead situation tonight I'm talking about a God that's able amen to raise you up I'm talking about a God who's able to resurrect your dream I'm yes. talking about a God who can bring life where there's nothing but death I'm talking about Jesus because he lives yes. I can face tomorrow yes. and he can take Praise you sometimes God. he does take you down in the valley Because you thought that you had everything together when you was on the mountaintop. And He's wise enough and loving enough sometimes to take us down in the valley so we can learn that He can be the lily of our valley. Amen. That He can be our peace in the valley. Amen. Because He lives. Amen. Now because He lives, I can be honest about my past. Paul was not too ashamed to say I was a murderer. But he said, I count all of the things that I accomplished that men would praise me for all the things that uh, I had in my life as rubbish. Grace outweighs my stuff every time. Come on, somebody say amen to that. Amen. Grace outweighs my stuff. I, I don't even deserve to be in the church, let alone build a church in Corinth and build a church in Philippi. He said, is there anybody in this sanctimonious crowd tonight that would recognize and be able to say, amen, I know that I ought not to be here. I know that I don't deserve to be a part of what God is doing. Oh, but by the grace of God, I'm not talking about basking in your sins, but I'm saying, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Through the process of sanctification, I can get up. I can rise up. I can become what He wants me to be. I might have been everything opposed to what He was doing. I might have hated what He was doing in the past and not deserved to be counted worthy to be amongst those. These heroes of the faith, some of which died at my hand, I ought not to be counted worthy to be amongst them. Amen. I'm not proud of what I did, he said, but I want to tell you something. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen while we're in this process of sanctification, while God is changing us into his likeness from glory to glory, we don't need to be looking in somebody else's eye to get that that speck out of their eye when we got a big old beam in our eye. We don't need to be trying to police everybody. We don't need the Pentecostal police meeting stopping pulling folks over in the foyer and writing them tickets because they ain't doing what they had to do. I tell you, what we need is some folks that said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. It's not because of anything I've done. It's not because I'm better than anybody else. It's the grace of God that I am where I am. And it's only by that grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I can be honest about my past. I can tell you... Amen. I stand here tonight and I give glory to God for anything that that, that comes my way. And many of you are so kind and you tell me how good that message was and stuff like that. And I appreciate that. And I do need encouragement. I'm a human. But I'm here to tell you tonight, I understand. I know full well, it's by the grace of God that I can stand here tonight and preach to you. I should have been the castaway. I should have been on the outside. I should have been the one that needed to come in and hear somebody preach but the Lord by His grace chose me I don't deserve it tonight but by the grace of God the Apostle said I am what I am I can be honest about my past but I can also be happy about my present Amen. somebody say glory Glory. are we having a good time around here serving the Lord
1: I can be happy about
0: my present I'm walking in the present, in the presence of the Lord that is present here. Did you get that? I'm walking in the present, in the presence of the Lord. Some folks, all they can do is talk about what God did back there. Other folks, all they can do is talk about what God's going to do when we get up there. But there are some of us that recognize we are walking in the presence of the Lord in the presence. And I can be happy about my present, No matter what my circumstances may be, I can be happy about now. Is there anybody that's happy here tonight? Praise God. I'm happy. I hear something. What's that singing? Sister Kim? And even when the devil doesn't like it, we can say, ha, 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 ha. (laughs) (laughs) We can just laugh. Hallelujah. Amen. We just wish to be happy. And I'm going to tell you something. You can be happy in your presence. Even when you're in a hot situation. That's right. Uh, come on, Chad, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Tes- testify to us tonight. Tell us about it. Amen. They, they made that furnace seven times hotter than it had ever been. And they threw them in there. But there was a fourth man in the fire. And that fourth man was with them in the present in that circumstance, in that situation. And it didn't matter that it was seven times. It, it would not a matter if they'd made it 107 times hotter than it had ever been. When there's the fourth man in the fire, you right. can Amen. walk in the present. You can have the happiness in the present. Amen. You can be glad about the present. And I'm telling you, I know I'm talking to some folks that sometimes you walk through situations that, that, that are just... They're hot, they're hellish, they're they're, they're bad. They're not something that you're proud of. They're not something you wish you wasn't there. You wish you could be almost anywhere but there. But I'm telling you, I had rather be in a hellish situation with God than to be in paradise without God. It's a good thing. You can be happy about the present. Why? Because he lives. Amen. Because he lives. Because he lives. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah, I got bills to pay, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. Yeah, people are getting on my nerves, but <laughs> the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah, the kids are getting on my nerves. Just keep saying my, my last nerve. <laughs> but, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm wore out, busted, broke. Yeah, I've had a bad day. Yeah, things haven't went the way I anticipated or expected. I've had some news I didn't count on. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes. Kids aren't perfect. Spouse ain't perfect. The church ain't perfect. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. Preach. Pastor preaches too long. But the joy of the Lord, if y'all shout, I'd quit preaching. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. I can be happy about my presence. Yeah. Glory. Oh, I wish everybody would learn that. I wish everybody would get a hold of that. I can be, pre- I, I can be happy in my presence. Situation, the joy of the Lord is with them because He lives, and I, I'm going to close real quick here because I don't want to wear you folks out tonight, and, uh, and 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 I just felt like before service, I was just keeping short tonight. I can be vocal about my future. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. I don't have to hide from my past. Right. I can be happy in my present, and I can be vocal. And about my future. Listen to what he says. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. He said, when God invested in me, he made a good investment. I I, I, I was, now you know, that may sound like a little bit of pride or something there. And, and, you know, before he gets done talking here, maybe there is a little bit of something there, but God's still working on him. He's still working on me. He's still working on you, I hope. His grace toward me was not in vain. Amen, it was a good investment. First of all, there was a little piece of him that was in me. I was made in his image. And so he was investing in the work of his own hands. Amen. And uh, he, he, it, it was a good investment. It was not in vain. He says, I labored more abundantly. That's how you know God's still working on him. I, I, I labored more abundantly than all them apostles. Well, uh, he's still learning. But yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me, the grace of God was with me. The grace of God is with me. God made a good investment in what he's put into my life up to this point. And it's gonna turn out well because the grace of God is with me, my future. Is secure. I can be happy about my present, but I can be vocal about my future. He keeps on blessing me over and over and over again. (coughs) Huh? Amen. Over and over and over and over again. He gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Oh, what a love between my Lord and I. I keep falling in love with him over and over and over and over again. Amen. I feel that over and over again about the grace of God that's at work in my life. He keeps on blessing me. Amen. My little song between me and the Lord, the only song I ever wrote, says, I think the Lord's been better to me than to anyone else I know. If his blessings keep on pouring out, soon I think I'll overflow. There's more to it, but I'll, I'll, I'll spare you tonight. Amen. I'll spare you tonight. Grievous wolves don't spare the flock, but I'll spare you tonight. I won't sing any more to you. Amen. But he keeps on blessing me. Amen. He keeps on blessing me. And God has a mighty good record of taking, taking wretched, taking my wretchedness and making it righteousness for him. Yes, he does. He's got a mighty good record of taking ordinary people and doing extraordinary things amen he's got a mighty good record of taking wounded folks and using them to heal yes taking people on the downside using them lifting them up he's got a good record of taking imperfect people and using them to do a perfect work amen Amen. unless you think that paul was such a unique situation being you know this murderer, this christian killer and all of that And God just did something unique and special that one time. May I remind you of something here, amen, tonight before we say a final amen in this service, amen. I, I, I searched and found this. I'd heard this before, amen. I pulled it up on the internet. Someone wrote, they said, Noah was a drunk. Yeah. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. And Jacob was a liar. Leah was ugly and Joseph was abused. Moses had a stuttering problem and Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair and was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah was too young. David was an adulterer, not to mention a murderer. Elijah was suicidal. Isaiah preached naked. Help us, Lord. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. John the Baptist ate bugs. I'll never forget Brother Timmy preaching a message where he, I mean, he could just describe stuff. He just felt like he was there. And he's talking about John the Baptist out there in the wilderness eating honey and and locusts. And he had these locusts crawling in his beard, you know, and and everything, and I could I could just see that. <laughs> John the Baptist, eight books. Andrew lived in the shadow of his big brother. Peter denied Christ. All the disciples fell asleep while praying and ran away when Jesus really needed them. Martha worried about everything. Mary Magdalene had seven devils. Zacchaeus was too small. Timothy had an ulcer. And oh yeah, Lazarus was dead. But God raised him up and made him a testimony of the glory and the power of God. He knows how to reach into a dead situation and speak life. Life abundant. Life eternal. Amen. Paul said, I'm just passing on to you what's been passed on to me. Amen. I just want to tell this congregation tonight what we preach. Amen. This gospel, I'm just passing on to you what's been passed on to me. Hallelujah. He he appeared to my grandpa. He appeared to my mom and my daddy. He appeared to my my family. He he appeared to the wonderful brothers and sisters that founded this church on the truth of the Bible. But thank God he showed up. Thank God he appeared to me also. Oh, glory to God. If you feel like that tonight, would you just stand up and give the Lord praise in him?